Well, hello there. Evidently, this is not the episode about fun in Acapulco, as you may have been expecting. We tried our best, but man, this weekly schedule, it was it was probably inevitable that we would have to miss a week because we didn't have a new episode recorded. You know what, as far as I'm concerned, I think it was the fates that conspired against us because they didn't want us to release episode 13 on Friday the 13th. That would have just been too much. So if anyone asks, that's the excuse. That's definitely what happened. But uh, no, so without any new material, what was there to do? Well, I didn't want to leave y'all empty-handed, and uh, I'd have this idea in the back of my mind for a while, little editing challenge, because uh, evidently with our episodes all clocking in just under an hour, usually we talk for more than that, as you may imagine, and so some stuff will get left on the cutting room floor. And I've been keeping all these little bits and scraps, and I figured let's put them to use, let's not keep them in a vault to never be heard, they are going to be released now in this little bloopers and deleted scenes bonus feature episode, let's call it, I don't know. We're going to start where else but at the beginning. And this is really where this whole, the, the kernel of this episode came into my mind. We were starting up the recording of uh, GI Blues, and I just flubbed the intro not once but twice in a row. And so you'll be hearing that in just a moment. And I've settled on using that little riff from A Little Less Conversation as like a little transitionary tune because, hey, it's fun, and I'm sure that won't get annoying fast. So let's roll the clip of the false start we had to GI Blues. Hello and welcome to Elvis Has Left the Movies, a podcast dedicated to the cinematic legacy. <laughs> no, no, this isn't going to work. Uh, I got to keep all this material for some something later. But no. All right, <clears throat> cool as a cucumber. We're talking about Elvis now. We have fun here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Elvis Has Left the Movies, a podcast dedicated to the cinematic legacy of Mr. Aaron. Mr. Elvis Aaron, Aaron Presley. Mr. Elvis Aaron Presley. <laughs> why do I bother with his middle name thrown in there? I mean, really. Yeah, why even bother? Maybe okay. people don't know. Take three. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now moving along to our next clip, we've actually got a bit of... This, this will give you an idea of, before we start recording, what happens because usually we just, when we're ready, we hit record and we jump right into the episode. But when we were doing Wild in the Country, we kind of meandered a bit. We were doing uh, quote-unquote sound checks, and then you actually will get to hear the, the exact moment where we both discover that we, we quite enjoy this movie and that we're, we get to talk about an actually good Elvis movie. So, yeah, let's get to it. Let's roll that clip. Testy, beep, testy, beep, boop, beep. Bye. Bop, bop, boop. <laughs> oh, there's the peak. How much do you have to say about Wild in the Country as far as like uh, um, specific topics within your wheelhouse that you want to get into? I want to talk about the relationship between him and the psychiatrist and how it was so so wrong and that's i think about it other than that i have actually a lot of nice things to say about wild in the country i actually really liked it thank goodness i actually really like the movie too i'm like why don't people talk about this movie more this is like a it's it's a really charming sweet movie i think this is like i think this is the perfect elvis movie <laughs> Cool. Okay, let's let's stop there then. I'm glad we're on the same page because yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm watching. I was like, 
is this like really good or is, is it just me? Good? Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I was watching <wise> too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, one, two, three, and we'll clap. Uh, oh, right. Of course. Thank goodness you one, reminded me of those. One, two, three. Okay. Uh, all right. I gotta do the yeah, do the thing. Uh, okay. Well, I just want to pre just to preface. I'm gonna. This is the episode where we're gonna talk about uh, West Side Story. Okay. The big what if because. In a universe where he does West Side Story, he doesn't do this movie. Hmm. And then we're just, yeah, I guess we'll go off on that and stuff. Thanks. All right. Uh, am I going to stick to my little script or anything? Yeah. I remember I did it like for two episodes and then I kind of like abandoned it because it was just like, it feels too like rehearsed and everything. But No, do it again. Do it again. Yeah, yeah I'll bring it back. At least the opening, that, that opening sentence is, is solid. It's good. I'll do the opening, but I'll do it as a hockey announcer. Sure. You know what was awkward was like saying my name. Yeah. You notice I only did that twice. I was like, I'm Mathieu Langlois. And I'm like, I don't say my name like <laughs> in full very often. And it's, just, I don't know, it's, it feels weird, even though it's how it is. Okay, okay. Where is it? It doesn't help that your name is like aggressively French. Yes, I have to like do the switch and then throw in that like Langlois. I got to get that L. If I don't want to <laughs> yeah, miss I got to get that L. <laughs> don't miss it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nope, that's not what I wanted to do. Ignore that. Stop. Stop. Nope. Why can't I find it? <laughs> I swear, I got it. It's right here. It's fine. Delete that. Cool. Ah. <sighs> I'm going swimming on Tuesday. Damn, I have not been in a body of water in like forever. <laughs> can't remember the last close. time. Is the ocean close to you? Yeah, there's beaches and stuff. I'm just too lazy, I guess. I'm gonna drag myself out there. You should learn how to surf. Like Elvis in Blue Hawaii. <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, you can call that surfing. I mean, yeah, all we never mind. Okay, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we are. <clears throat> so there you had it. A little peek behind the curtain at the process. Fascinating stuff, truly. And now we're gonna move on to uh what I deem the flaming star fiasco. Now, that episode was great when it all came together, and I'm quite proud of it, but originally in the opening, I wanted to make a little joke because Morgan had her cat uh, in the recording room with her. And then later, there's a part where I reference the cat thing. So that part of that episode got scrapped as well. And then after that, there's a last bit from the episode that's going to play right after where Morgan describes a scene ostensibly from the final Elvis film, Change of Habit, which obviously we aren't going to get to for a while. So we'll find out if she's correct about all that stuff she says. Okay, on to Flaming Star. And I'm Matt, and once again, I'm joined by Morgan, and we have a special guest star, Morgan's cat, Miles. Or no, Otis. Otis. Shit. Miles died. <laughs> Miles is the dead cat. We're not going to include any of this. I'm going to- How I'm could gonna... you screw this up, Matt? Hey, I have final- No, don't don't take this part out. I want the I want the world to know. My cat Miles is dead. They'll never, they'll never know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow it. You can't bum them out that much. We will. Starting the day off right with a dead cat. My name's Morgan, and I have one live cat and one dead cat. And my one live cat is here today. Oh boy! <laughs> to join us for our Elvis podcast, and today we are talking about Flaming Star, Elvis's first spaghetti western. I'm saying that this is his first spaghetti western because. His original um, Love Me Tender movie is not actually a spaghetti western. 
I just want to point that out. It's not I, a true spaghetti western. This one isn't either. This was not filmed in Italy. It doesn't have to be filmed in Italy. Spaghetti western doesn't necessarily denote that the characters are Italian or that it's filmed in Italy. It's more about the rhetoric that Hollywood used in treating how they dealt with cowboys and Indians. Mm, no. Yes uh, no. Are you going to argue? <laughs> just no. The definition specifically spaghetti westerns are all the Italian westerns that were like shot in Italy with like Italian crews. Oh. They had Hollywood actors, but they were they were done in Italy. That's why they were called that because Americans suck and they're like, oh, spaghetti. That's Italian. Yeah. Well, okay. That's that may be the actual definition, but the cultural definition sure. of a spaghetti western is any western that uh depicts indigenous people like just oh god it's it's more of like a yeah the point is whether or not it is or is not a spaghetti western we can just call it a shitty western how about we just coin that term yeah we can just we can just call it shit <laughs> hot pile of dog shit because this movie sucks flaming shit yeah flaming shit that's what we're gonna call the movie so next time we can promise it'll be another light fluffy yeah what's next uh, what's next oh geez is it blue hawaii i think it is catch me off guard again i think it is blue hawaii let me double check matt doesn't know which elvis movies are in chronological order from one another what kind of show is this once again i'm just going to cut this part out you, you they won't hear you berating shop. me it's fine <laughs> i'm going to keep in the part where i i got your cat wrong unfortunately yeah <laughs> I, th I was going to cut it, and then I said, you know what? I have to own no, it. No, you better keep it, yeah. But this yeah. part, this whole part where we're going off right now, I'm just going <laughs> to, I just need, once I find out. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> what Elvis movie is next? I'm pretty sure it's Blue Hawaii. <laughs> but I got to make sure, otherwise I'm going to be looking like an idiot. Uh, da, 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 da. Filmography. Oh, I wonder if it's fun in Acapulco, because that movie is also terrible, but in a more fun way. Right. November 1961 or okay no it's wild in the country oh okay um hmm. yes i'm excited to watch the movie where elvis apparently cures autism with a really difficult hug <laughs> you heard about this in one of these movies elvis plays a doctor okay that was like his final film i didn't know about this subplot of that i'd have to yeah I mean, oh boy yeah and one of the one of the patients is I don't think they have a word for it yet mm. back then, but she's. it looks like they're trying to portray her as autistic. And um, he gives her a big old hug when she's having a meltdown and cures her illness. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, Neato. Okay. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. Never going to live that one down. Um, <laughs> okay. So next part is uh, this is the most sizable chunk out of anything that was taken out of an episode. Unsurprisingly, it's from the Girls, Girls, Girls episode where really we wished to talk about anything but the movie. And so there was a part where we went on this very long tangent that started about talking about Montgomery Clift and then turned into this whole other discussion. So yeah, let's just roll it now. You know, no shade on Bobby Darren, but Montgomery Clift is like yeah. an all-timer. His story's Sucks. pretty sad though, of what happened to him. Is it? Yeah. What happened to him? He died way too young. Like, it just... Why? Well, he was in an accident at one part, and then he was Never. addicted to painkillers, and oh. and he was, like, best friends with um, Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. And Sad. he was also closeted. He was closeted. Right. And and uh, there's, like, a really good documentary as, about him. As was everyone at that time. It was yes. very 
I can't name I can't name off the top of my head somebody who was out in film in the 70s. I only know of like performances that were coded performances played by straight people. Wait, no, I can I can name you one because I just actually found about this the other day. There's a 1969 movie called The Gay Deceivers. That's like Yeah, of course it's called that. No, 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 it's like on purpose and they like they made it um yeah they like leaned into stereotypes like for satire purposes and stuff and like so the plot is about these two straight dudes that have to like that the only place they can find is an apartment that only allows gays or something so they have to pretend to be gay but they're they're so it's gay actors playing straight actors playing gay people (laughs) there's an amazing scene where (laughs) this lady um is down in their like court courtyard of their place and she's like stepping in their flowers and he's all like my petunias and then oh, she's like i've seen yeah this. she's like you asshole these are marigolds and then he's like <laughs> he's like i may not know my flowers but i know a bitch when i see one <laughs> yeah i remember seeing the clip for that it's it's a really popular clip that's been circulating like in the past year so the act that actor in that scene, he was actually like openly gay at the time. Like it was, everyone knew about wow. it. And so he, yeah, here we go. Well, I still don't, that's one guy. I know, I know. It's not a lot. Yeah. I, I recommended a, a movie book last time. Um, I can do it again now since this is related. There's a, a 1995 documentary film actually called The Celluloid Closet. And it's based off the 81 book, The Celluloid Closet, Homosexuality in the movies. Right. Um, that really delves into all this stuff. If you are so inclined to research. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff to learn about, especially when you consider how instrumental queer coding and queer and LGBTQ plus language is in film and in film language. Like we have we have visual shorthand for gayness in our movies and we've had visual shorthand for gayness in our movies for a long time, but it's still so difficult to portray gay actors and actresses as prominent figures in the movie industry. So it's really interesting. It's good stuff to learn about, especially for the baby gays. If there's mm-hmm. any baby gays listening, yeah. we definitely recommend uh, reading some of this stuff or looking into some of this stuff because how the media represents you is an important thing to understand as you make your way from baby gaydom into adult gaydom. Take it from the adult gay. Um, take it. Yeah. Take it hard. Take it. Take the. Take it. <laughs> I got it. Wait. There's a few statements. I misspoke on some things. Well, Michael Greer was the actor I was talking about. Okay. Right. But he didn't play one of the guys who was pretending to be gay. Yeah. He was the one who was openly gay in the movie and in real life. And he helped. He collaborated with the screenwriter and director to minimize the negativity of the characterizations and present all the characters in more positive lights and stuff. Cool. Um, and the Although re- I'm and- sure, yes, I'm sure it's probably still not that I'm shitting on it, just that I, I, I'm assuming that as a result of the way that studios viewed media, I'm assuming that probably the representation is still a little cringy because there just yes. wasn't there just wasn't any other way at that time to represent gay people in movies. It was one way or the highway. Yeah, and the plot was actually that they were they were dodging the draft by pretending to be gay. And there's a twist ending at the end of the movie. That's amazing. I'll spoil it and I could just cut it. Yeah. Where 
they, they're found out and then the army doesn't accept them because they were only accepting gay people and not straight people. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think I want to watch this movie. That sounds really cool. <laughs> the premise sounds really interesting. Yeah. And it's like some of obviously, yeah, like I said, none of, not all of this is going to play well, but yeah, it's just a product of its time, right? They had to work with what they could get away with. And it's nice that at least, you know, he had all this like say in how the movie was done and was able to collaborate with the director and writer. And Yeah. Nice. That was a nice tangent. It was. What are we talking about? We're talking about girls, girls, girls. Anything but this movie. <laughs> uh, oh, right. I was talking about how Stella Stevens called this movie a piece of shit, which is correct. Right. Next up, we've got a couple of clips, one after the other. Now, I like West Side Story, one of my favorite movies, and I love Audrey Hepburn, one of my favorite actresses. And so I've brought both of those subjects up a few times. And Morgan likes to bust my chops. She likes to stop the episode dead so she can call me out on it. So we've got a few clips relevant to that. But then she herself goes off on a whole thing with Gregory Peck, an extended uh, discussion that didn't make the final cut of the episode. And there's even a little bonus bit about Elvis Presley and Marilyn Monroe. So all that stuff coming up right here. Roll it. Look at this. He appeared as Chino, a very important role of Chino in West Side Story. Weird. Which we talked about There's how... Matt. Was... Yeah, Matt, Matt has this, like, conspiracy about West Side Story. It's not a conspiracy. What happen, about what would happen to Elvis if he had played in West Side Story. And every time we are talking about something, he's, like, building up to it. He's like, yes, and now let's talk about the West Side Story part, about how this is all about Elvis and West Side Story and what would have happened. That was the previous episode. We did it already. We're done. I won't bring it up again unless someone else from He's, West Side Story he, shows up. That's what he says. And then, he, and then he shows up on this podcast and says, I'm very interesting about this guy. He was in West Side Story. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I can, I like to bring up Audrey Hepburn's filmography if I can connect it here. So yes. There you go. Uh, yeah. In case you guys haven't noticed so far, Matt would absolutely bend over for Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> This guy is so in love with Audrey Hepburn. It's it's borderline unhealthy. And like, listen, I get it. Audrey Hepburn, she's the greatest. She's she's the greatest. It's just that simple. But also, Matt, I think you, I think you've got you can it's a little unhealthy. You know, you gotta you gotta relax. You know, you're simping too hard for Audrey Hepburn. There's, there's so much. I'm getting a lot of background noise, Morgan. I might have to cut this part. Yeah, like, okay. I'm so sure. Um, you know, he's you know he's a simp for Audrey because when we're when we're talking about Elvis's 32 movies, he has to make sure that. Oh, and don't let me forget about the time that this person worked with Audrey Hepburn. It was a big movie that came out the same year. It's a relevant thing to bring up. Also, it's 31 movies. Get it together. No, how much did I say? Did I say 33? You added a movie. 32? Yeah, yes. Anyways. All I'm right. Sure there's one out there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's keep moving. Uh, <laughs> so it's one of those where like, hey, you're a pretty face. We'll stick you in this movie. Yeah. And she is very pretty. She, yeah. She's got an Audrey Hepburn look, partly because this movie is styled much more 1960s mm-hmm. than it is 1950s. I didn't bring up Audrey Hepburn. You brought up Audrey Hepburn. Yes. And you were, you like shit on me like a few episodes ago for bringing up <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. So I'm just saying like, <laughs> the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah. 
I can bring up Audrey Hepburn all, all every all day every day because her fashion was so iconic in the '60s, and these movies takes place in the '60s. So anytime I bring up Audrey Hepburn, it's a good time to talk about. For True. instance, in this movie, Audrey Hepburn isn't in it, and that's a good thing. Thank goodness they never. She would not be caught dead in an Elvis movie. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time it would be really interesting to see those different uh, energies like on screen <laughs> together like that would be so weird oh god that would be weird can can we just like take up a, a moment a moment of silence for gregory peck the handsome dad that i never got to have sex with i'll allow it a moment of silence please all right <laughs> I would like I'm not really into older guys but like Gregory Peck I would destroy that man <laughs> Gregory Peck <laughs> Gregory Peck would be a crippled hollow shell of a man that he once was after I was through with him <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that <laughs> This, uh, this is this, I'm Matt, thinking Matt is so stunned <laughs> he's like I don't know if we're gonna allow this bit in <laughs> don't we're accu- no we all are we are accumulating like <laughs> extra content for our like outtakes episode yes. or a clip show episode that's an idea oh yes so Gregory Peck is is drop dead handsome and uh the magic sword is what we're gonna nickname his Johnson sure no you're not gonna call it his Gregory Pecker <laughs> no because that's just too obvious okay fine how sexy would the baby of Elvis Presley and Marilyn Monroe be? How sexy would that baby be? It probably like would not be like it couldn't be picked up by any camera. Like it would just like it would be it would like confound the. No, oh, that was dumb. I don't know what that... <laughs> I don't know what was going on. All you had to do was say that's a sexy baby. Like, I'm not going to say those words. You said them. I'm going to clip that off now, and I'm just going to have that. That hot. That's a, that's a sexy infant. Yep. Bet you didn't expect to hear that when you tuned in today, but there it is. Um, now we're going to move along to just a hodgepodge of a bunch of clips. Um, we're going to start off with one where we discuss how no Elvis movies have gotten any nominations. Of course, that turned out to be false, so it's just as well that that got cut from the episode. And then there's discussions about Mark Wahlberg. There's discussions about movies with the word room in the title. And then there's even a discussion about the origins of the not even once meme that I said in one episode. Morgan brings it up. So let's go to that. He actually received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for, for this movie. At- <laughs> and the oscar nomination that, goes to this guy for is that the saddest fact of all <laughs> that i'll never get to say that like there was any awards ever <laughs> for any no movies. no elvis movie ever got a nomination for anything yeah i believe that other than the two documentary features he did after his final uh feature film one of them was nominated for a Golden Globe, and I think there's even a point made in the Wikipedia for that that says this is the only award that any Elvis-related wow. thing ever got. It, I think it's, Golden Globe for best like musical or documentary or whatever. I think like 
Yeah, I think it's fair. Like, I don't think that any of them probably deserve an award. Even no. um, even Wild in the Country, I don't think. Or King Creole. Yeah, I don't think it takes the cake, right? I don't think it makes the cut. Which is a shame because they're not bad movies. It's just that, you know, the, I think, again, you know, feel bad for Elvis. Like, he was really a victim of his situation where he had no control over his creative identity. And... um you know they they stick they stuck to a formula that sold tapes and that was all she wrote you know mm-hmm. and you know what else is an amazing film that we've already mentioned before on this podcast also came out in 1962 12 angry men no 12 angry men came out oh. in 1957 <laughs> go watch that instead of elvis movies sure <laughs> 12 Angry Men is way better than Elvis. It's also irrelevant to this discussion, but we brought it in anyways. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Actually, the top grossing film of the entire year was The Longest Day, which we brought up in our Flaming Star episode because Steve Forrest, who played the brother Clint, is in that. Is it worth watching? Uh, If you like war films. Isn't it propaganda-ish? Isn't it like super propaganda? It's a, it's a big like multi-nation production. So at least you get like, it's not just like America. There's like, a, there's a whole French division. There's a German division. Right. But it's just like a bunch of people. And it, 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 it takes place oh, over an entire day. It's kind of an interesting setup. Whatever. Oh. We're done with that. Yeah. Sounds boring. This, this, this new segment that I'm seriously reconsidering all of a sudden. <laughs> There's a Tim Burton remake of Planet of the Apes. With Mark Mark Wahlberg, yeah, as the star. Oh, no, not... Oh, you, God, can I just... I hate Mark Wahlberg. I hate him to pieces. I don't like the movies that he's in generally. And, like, I find his acting so uninspiring. He's got like, he's got really two modes. He does meathead Mark Wahlberg, where he's like a big Dumbo, yeah. or he's like super self serious Mark Wahlberg. Those are the only two things he plays. Yeah, and it's like cool. I don't know. Just find him really boring. I feel like you could replace him with any like nondescript Channing Tatum white person. Soda fig. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Yeah, exactly. Think of but any Channing Mark Wahlberg Tatum. movie you've ever seen and just replace him with Channing Tatum in your head. And imagine how much better it would be because Channing Tatum actually has some level of charisma and humor, <laughs> you know, to his to the cut of his jib. Like at least Channing Tatum knows how to be funny and sexy. You know, Mark Wahlberg is is not sexy. Mark Wahlberg looks like Wahlberg, and not like Mark. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna make fun of the way people look. He looks like one of his Wahlbergers patties. As a human being. Uh, You know, Matt, I wasn't going to go there because I thought that might cut a little too deep. But if that's the kind of person you are, you go right right ahead. (laughs) We've lost number one fan of the podcast, Mark Wahlberg. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, could you? Sorry, Mark. Get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi to your mom for me. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) We're talking about... Oh, right. It's because we were talking about Planet of the Apes and we went off the rails. I think actually almost every movie that I've heard of, The Room, Four Rooms, and there's a few others that are called like uh, The Room of This and These Rooms That. Like Basically, anytime it has the word room in in the title, don't watch it because it's not very good. Can you name us a movie, Matt, that has room in the title that is a good movie? 
I have a soft spot for the movie Room with Brie Larson, the one she won the Oscar for. Oh. Oh, is that the one where she's like locked up with her kid? Yeah. I I haven't I didn't even remember that was Brie Larson. Maybe I'll watch that. Okay. So, one movie. And it's literally <laughs> called Room. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so... Um, what about... Wait, no. Oh, sorry. Now that you've challenged me, there's it's coming to me. A Room with a View. Oh, true. With Helena Bonham Carter and Daniel Day-Lewis is in that too, yeah. Yeah, there's also... um, What's the what's the one with the... I can't remember if it's actually got the word room in it, but the, the one where he's in the apartment and his leg is broken. No, that's Rear Window. Uh, so there's no room in that, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, it's close enough. The movie business. Not even once. Not even once. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are too young to understand what that means, sure. that's a meme from about 10 years ago where um, I think like ten, five or 10 years before that, there, used to, there was an aggressive ad campaign against the use of, of drugs. Meth, And so they would, they would say things like meth, not even once. And then they, they would show you like kids doing like really fucked up things. Like I think there was one where they got hit by traffic because they were playing in a road or one where they like, I don't know, like killed their mom or something. Like some really bizarre really inflammatory shit some heavy duty scare tactics yes yeah some heavy duty shit and then they would be like meth not even once and then mm. it's been spiraling ever since into memehood you know yes. dating ourselves we're old we're not that old but god you know uh oh elvis's character's name is walter gulick uh bad <laughs> <laughs> let's write that down Walter, and today's episode, we're going to go through the top 10. We've done 10 yes. movies, so we're going to organize them into the, into 10 best Elvis names versus yeah, We're going to take, take inventory of all the various things we're keeping track of Yeah. so far. Yeah, maybe this episode, I feel like this episode is going to be a bit longer because of that, but that's okay. It's fine. That's what you're here for. It's your fault for listening. How dare you? <laughs> Morgan, we never ranked the elvis names last episode like we said we would oh shit i just i <laughs> we'll just realized that part <laughs> we'll just cut the part where we said yeah we'll have that. to let's just so let, but let's talk about um let's bring up elvis's name in this one i think i did earlier <laughs> during my rambling but yeah ross carpenter moving right along now we're uh oh my god we're over half an hour of this stuff <laughs> you know it doesn't seem like that much and then you string it all together and next thing you know it's almost the length of an actual episode goodness we don't actually have that much more to go so this thing will probably clock out at maybe 45 minutes tops so let's move along to the next couple of clips we've got morgan riffing on some different names that have come up if you were shocked at her restraint for not making a joke about semen jacobs well it did happen it just didn't make the final cut she also had some things to say about the trees during the opening sequence of kid galahad <laughs> And lastly, of course, she couldn't help but make a, a crack about Kissin' Cousins, the title of the upcoming movie we're going to be covering. So, on we go. Let's talk about the cinematographer now. Okay. What did he do? Burnett, Burnett Guffey. Oh, Jesus. Burnett? Have, Burnett? Guffey. Isn't Burnett a girl's name? Burnett Guffey. If you're thinking of Carol Burnett as like a family name. No, I mean like... Bernadette? Like, well, it sounds like any any last name that has two T's with an E beside them 
should like Juliet. And... It's B U R N E T T. Still kind of. The point is, I, I don't think... know why I'm gendering this name unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Nothing worse than a bad movie that also teases a better movie inside itself. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, actually, that's not true. Uh, there is one thing worse than that. Uh, yes. It's. <laughs> Take your time. It's semen. <laughs> you're you're being so strong for so long. You know, I really admired the effort to hold back on that. I just. <laughs> I feel really bad. For <laughs> Book of God or the uh, the Oh my God <laughs> written by Stephen. <laughs> yep, <laughs> let it out. Just really, just let it out. Okay, why would you name your poor child that? <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's not his fault unless he chose that it's name his fault, for no. the industry. So, like, what were his then parents it's thinking? Tanky. Mm. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kissing cousins. That's our halfway one. Oh boy. Yeah. You ever kissed your cousin, Matt? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Never kissed your cousin. What's the matter, Matt? What are you so scared of? Do a little kissing cousin going on? That's the sound of a man who knows who his cousin is. Take a trip down to my reservation. You won't know left from right. <laughs> you go down to the reservation and people will be like, hey, you want to go out with me? And I'm like, um, pretty sure your mom and my mom have the same dad. <laughs> The trees in the beginning, like the opening shot, they look like they've already been through a California wildfire. Like the trees at the camp don't. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. Like the trees at the camp are like to... big and lush. But the trees in the opening shot where the truck is driving through, they literally look like they've been burnt to a crisp. I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't take note of this at the time. All right. Oh, you see, he's got time to make notes and connections about who goes where and who does what, but he can't notice how burnt the trees are or not in the beginning of the opening shot. Damn right. Where's my tax dollars going? Uh, I uh, want a refund. (laughs) All right, we're down to the last two things, two bundles for your listening pleasure. If you've been enjoying this so far, I guess you'll see it to the end. This is a weird experiment, but uh, it's been fun putting it together. So if you've been wondering, man, there sure have been a lot of deleted scenes and not as many bloopers as I was expecting. Well, I've got a nice little uh, collage, one after the other. We're not going to put the little riff in between each because that would, then that would definitely be too much. So a bunch of just flubs and gaffes and and various things of that nature. And then we'll be followed by the grand finale. And then after that, maybe I'll come back for a final little wrap-up, I guess. We'll see. But first, on to the bloopers. (laughs) 
which was okay now i have to open up my separate <laughs> my separate file just for that let me pull up my research file i gotta go through my cabinet there's so many things okay it's so shitty oh he didn't direct he did not direct uh fun and Acapulco, actually well, Fun and Acapulco is still shitty. Are you alright over there? Yeah, my mic is getting old and it keeps falling. I was so. gonna say there's gonna be a lot of like doom 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 like we're gonna have to Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's are you as <laughs> we can <laughs> I'm gonna put it like I'm gonna I'm gonna put it above the one where uh, GI Joe. I'm gonna put it above GI Joe. GI Blues. You always refer to GI Joe <laughs> instead, but it might as well be called GI Joe. May as well. She's voiced by. She's voiced by. It's a voice role. She's so. voiced by. No. <laughs> Very nice. Such talent. What a great voice actress. <laughs> but Edward Anhalts is so much better than this. Um, he directed the 1958... No, he didn't direct. He wrote the 1958 movie, The Long... I can't. I can't. <laughs> but we're bringing, uh, you know, we're spotting a shot... Uh, Shine, we're shining a, a spotlight. We're, <laughs> we're shining a spotlight on we're it now. We're <laughs> So that's the... Oops. Is, so is that all the characters? And the only one... The other, other one I have... Uh, the only other one I have written down here is... Uh, yeah, it happened at the world's fail. <laughs> it happened at the world's fail. Night. Night. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Welcome to Canada, Europeans. Yeah, it's we're all like this. Our milk is better than yours because we have massive subsidies from China to buy Chinese milk crippling our dairy produce from canada yeah all right a little bit of some fun facts for you guys in this in this elvis podcast we're talking about the crumbling infrastructure of the canadian dairy economy <laughs> matt's probably just gonna cut it because he hates me doesn't like my jokes <laughs> when we get too far from the the subject at hand yeah it's well i understand you know it's you it's one of your cut to like it's like if you have a tree and the bushes and the branches are getting way too out of control i mean you got to snip them you got to snip them to stop it from yeah, like going into the neighbor's yard and then he's going to complain yeah it's just not polite right mm -hmm. i sometimes i feel like i'm making a uh, a podcast with my dad and i'm just like trying to fucking like just annoy the shit out of you as much as possible <laughs> So it's I like see you go like Ugh. it's hard enough having to watch these movies <laughs> then i gotta then i then he's gotta sit through me making fun of him for watching these movies <laughs> then i gotta edit the stuff and keep going like nope nope losing that we're losing that losing that oh no how much of this stuff do you edit come on man these are good jokes <laughs> anytime this is Anytime he's silent for a long time, that's when I'm like, he's probably going to cut that joke. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, listen, I, for, <laughs> audience, when you don't hear Matt replying to my bad jokes, it's because he, he literally is looking at me through a screen with such contempt 
that it would fill a room full of tiny children with cries of of suffering. All right. It's a it's an intense look. That's what I'm trying to get. Uh, at. Yes, Imagine a room full of children. Okay. Matt comes in, he gives them the look, they all start crying. How hard is that to understand? <laughs> I just needed more elaboration, but now it is clear in my mind what you're going picture, with. Picture picture perfectly clear. He's just he's literally like in his bathroom staring at I'm not in my bathroom. I haven't been recording in the bathroom since the first session we did this. Yeah, a likely story. Come on, guy. Don't listen to Matt. Listen to me. What kind of guy would start recording in his bathroom and then all of a sudden be like, oh, no, I'm not recording in my bathroom anymore. We'll have to see what the fans say. Fans, let us know in the comments. Are the acoustics in Matt's video better or worse? Because if they're worse, then he has indeed moved locations. But if they're just as good as day one, you know that boy is on the throne where the king died when he was too young because he had to take a big poo poo and it hurt him and then his heart went ouch don't take a big poo poo elvis it hurts me and elvis was so high he was like i just gotta shit so hard and then he shit so hard that his heart went elvis don't you're killing me elvis and then elvis went and then his heart went I died. <laughs> Matt's making a face like he's going to cut this out. Listen, I have a question. Yeah. When they found Elvis, was the poop still in him? <laughs> I don't know. Let's they say find you, out. They, 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 <laughs> can look it up right was now. Can we at least do this yeah, off, yeah. off mic? No, it's good for the show. <laughs> One of the most This thing is running at like an hour and 20 minutes. There, even if I wanted to include everything, I'm not going to be able to include everything at this point. Well, that sounds like a you problem, my guy. It is. I'm the one who has to <laughs> just trim and cut and, and, and fine tune. and. You don't have to. You can literally just take this hot pile of garbage and release it into the wild. No one will know the well, maybe they will know the difference because editing does do a bit of the legwork, of course. But I'm just saying, I don't know. And thus, this strange journey is at an end. If you uh, listen to the whole thing, kudos to you. Uh, I don't know. This is a very, this is experimental podcasting at its finest. And uh, I will not guarantee you Fun and Alcapoca next week because I cannot be 100% certain, but... We will try our darndest because we're out of material. I can't do another one of these. I can't stall any longer. So if there's no content next week, then you know it didn't work out. But if we're back, then hopefully things will run smoothly. That's about all I have to say. I'm not going to do the usual sign-off because, of course, this isn't a regular episode. So I'm just going to say thanks for listening and take care.